Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Today, I'm calling it Knock It Off, because it's time for us to rise up and be like, listen, this is not going to bother me anymore. The situation in my family, the peace that's being taken from me, the the maybe the sickness that I'm going through, maybe the bad report, maybe shame, maybe uh, remembrance of my past. All this stuff is just going to I'm done with. I'm done with. We always have to get to that point where we're drawing the line in the sand. Right. We're gonna like enough is enough. You know, so this is going to be my enough is enough broadcast, it's going to be called Knock It Off, because you have to look at what's rising up against you. You have to look at what's offending your faith and say, knock it off. You don't have to go into speed tongues all the time. Yes, you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you do pray, but you don't, you know, not all the time do we have all the memory verses floating out of our mouth when we're going through something. But just like the Bible says in Psalm 23, we go through the valley. We're not pitching a tent. We're not building a condo. We're not, you know, going to stay there for a very long time. We're walking through because why? I have a spirit of faith. I have a spirit of joy and I have a spirit of peace. And so when you say that, you have a righteous, like a righteous anger, a boldness that rises up inside of you to say, knock it off, enemy, knock, knock it off with my kids. I'm tired of my kids acting this way and living whatever they want and, and doing this and, you know, the spirit of confusion. Knock it off because I'm not going to let something outside of my control in the natural. You know, when you're living by faith, the only thing you can control is yourself to speak the right things. Okay, that's a hard one for people. Losing control is a hard one for people. People don't think that they're like control freaks until some, they, they get to the point, they get pushed, they get in a position where it's like there is nothing else that that person can do. And then you realize, holy cow, like, you know, that saying, I'm losing control. Well, when we finally lose control, quote unquote, you know, that's what that's where faith, that's where trust, that's where that kicks in. Because sometimes we try to try we we uh push so hard and try to fix it ourselves. What if I did this? What if I say this? What if I go after this? And 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 it it becomes like it's going to be a physical problem for you. It's going to steal your joy, your strength, your peace, your time, because you're trying to figure out how can I physically handle this situation, right? Um, and so today, that's what we're going to say, knock it off, because I'm not going down because someone else around me is going down, okay? I'm not going down because someone else around me is going down. I'm going to help them. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to be there for them. But you're not dragging me down. You're not pulling me overboard. That is not happening. I serve a mighty God. That's our lifeline. So you're going to grab my lifeline and we're going to go higher. I'm not going lower. But you're going to have to learn to operate with the spirit of faith. And that, that pushes into 
the trust factor. That when there's a situation that comes, you get a bad report, you get stuff in the mail, you know, uh, things that aren't in your favor. That, that's gonna, an obstacle along your way, something that's not moving, a breakthrough that you need. Hey, Caitlin. And so we're gonna have to get to that point that we say, knock it off. And then know what the word of God says about the situation and, and go from there. All right, so Luke 1, 35 through 37. Um, actually, I think I'll just read 37, which we know. So here we are. Well, actually, I'll, I'll read verse 35 because it's talking about um, the angels talking about when with Mary here. It says, And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who has been called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. So that is, that is what... Um, we need to focus on that when we're at a point where we're like freaked out, you don't think Mary was like freaked out that she like, here's an angel. Hey, you're pregnant. Hey, you're not married. You know, and nothing's happened yet. Um, <clears throat> but it says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So that's going to be the same for your situation. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. So one, you're not alone in this situation. Sometimes we feel like, you know, what we're praying God for, it could be healing for a family member, jobs, uh, you know, I need something quick. Um, I might be losing my home, you know, just different situations that we're going through. We're, we get into this panic mode that if something doesn't happen right this second, you know, uh, he's not listening, he's not answering. But we have to get into a place where there's no doubt, no unbelief. We're not speaking against what the word of God says. We're not speaking against, you know, our situation. And persevere, push through, praise your way through, look different, talk different. Um, so the Bible says for nothing will be impossible with God. And that's for all of us. That is not for just Mary and just Elizabeth. All right. Um, first Timothy six twelve. fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to get ready to get into some notes here in a second. Just wanted to start off with this fight, the good fight of faith, take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So look at that. It says, what do we have to do? Fight the good fight of faith. There's some things that we're going to have to fight for. Okay? We're going to have to fight for. So when I say knock it off, all right, you've spent enough time crying. You've spent enough time moaning. You've spent enough time, you know, you, you should have it all out by now. You should have all the tears done. You've bought all the tissues. Okay, we're moving past this hurdle. We're moving past the situation that looks like it's not, you know, it's not fixable. It's not irreversible. We're looking at the situation with our natural eyes. And when we look at a situation like that with our natural eyes, we're going, okay, 
And that's where the losing control part comes in. That's where, you know, th this is what I love. If you walk in a spirit of faith all the time, not when there's just a crisis, when a crisis arises, it doesn't change anything except you're keeping going. You're not like all of a sudden sucker punched. You're not all of a sudden surprised. You're not all of a sudden scrambling for every Bible verse on faith and uh, salvation and, you know, healing. And no, because you're walking in it. This is why, you know, we teach a lot on the basics of spend time in the word, spend time in prayer, spend time in the presence of God, worshiping and praising, listen to preaching throughout the week, not just from Sunday to Sunday, maybe on a Wednesday night. Don't just, you know, Occasionally go to, when your church doors are open, be at your church for church services. Be, you know, be there getting filled up because obstacles, what life tries to send, I don't even know. What are they saying? Like this stupid virus is back. I mean, give me a break. It's back when they want it to be back. It's gone when they want it to be gone. So can we move on from this? I hope everyone watching is wise enough now, if you weren't in 2020 and 2021, to realize it's a scam likely. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter will probably be the only one to understand that. It's a song. Um, and so just look at the situation out there in the world and say, knock it off. <laughs> All right. So we're going to fight the good fight of faith. We have it. We have it in us, women. We have the spirit of faith. We have the spirit of joy and we have the spirit of peace. So what happens when we have all those? The spirit of faith, the spirit of faith tells us, listen, nothing is impossible with God. We're going to have what we're confessing. We're believing. So we receive. I'm going to believe. Therefore, I speak. Right. That's what the Bible says. And then what? We have the spirit of joy. Well, I'm not going to let something steal my joy. I don't care how dark, how terrible how traumatic, how anything it looks in the natural. I refuse to let my joy be stolen because Nehemiah 8.10 says what? When the joy is taken from you, your strength is gone. And who wants to fight a good fight of faith when you're curled up in depression on a couch under a blanket? Nobody wants to fight. Nobody feels like fighting. Your, your, your guard is put down. But we're not that, ladies. That's why we're going to operate in a spirit of faith, a spirit of joy, and then a spirit of peace. A supernatural sweet peace where your sleep isn't disturbed, where you're not worrying, where you're not concerned. I mean, it's the most beautiful feeling in the entire world. And it's ours. Isn't that amazing? It is ours. But we have to take it. Jesus isn't saying, hey, want to come over and grab, you know, he's like, no, here it is. I've given it to you. Walk in it. Take it. It's yours. Okay. So what is faith? All right. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Everyone knows Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. All right. And for somebody who is always have to be in control because it happens, it happens. You know, there's, we're, we're, we're smart people. Our brain works a certain way. 
and um, you know, so we're out there thinking, well, how can this, how can this change, or how can this happen, or how can I make this happen? We tend to ask that a lot. We think we're super spiritual, and we're like, oh yeah, I live by faith. How can I get this to work? No, not how can I get this to work. Lord, show me how you're going to work this out. Give me your wisdom. Give me your wisdom on this situation. Because at this point, that is all that's going to work. So instead of us trying to figure out what it is, what we're going to get, what we're going to do, how we're going to fix it, 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 <laughs> walking by faith and trust is literally a complete here. That, that's it. Here you go, Lord. Like, I, I, all I can do is believe. And that, it, that, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing. That's like a mature Christian right there. Because <laughs> it is very hard to let control over, especially, hey, as moms, right? Many of you are moms that are watching. So it's not, you know, you, you're raising kids. So technically, you know, yes, you are in control of them. You're in control of your day. You have it planned out. You, you know, give them what they're going to eat. You get them to school you, or your te- you, There is a control factor there. So there is a control factor. And so when we are constantly, you know, at work, we're in control. What if we're a boss? What if we're this? What if we're managing? So there is a control thing that, that happens. And so we subconsciously, we start to get in that personality. And then when something comes in the spirit, because, you know, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, the Bible says, right? So it is a literal fight of faith. In the spiritual world where it's prayer, confession, we fast, we're believing, and, and that really is it. That really is it. Dorothy says, control is the issue I have indeed. Uh, seems Lord shining on this. Walk of faith is what I'm activating now. Yes, Dorothy. And it's possible. That's why one of my main messages is constantly encouraging the gift of faith. Is constantly letting you know This is what's ours, ownership. If we can see things differently, if we can get our supernatural eyes to look through the eyes of faith, like we got our faith goggles on, it gives us such an encouragement to say, hey, this is what God promised. He promised me joy. He promised me love. He promised me I will not fear. He promised me blessing. So here here we are. We have to look through our different eye set to say, hey, okay, I'm going to take ownership of what's mine. My children are wayward. My body's not feeling well. They're coming after, you know, finance, whatever somebody is battling. We have to say, listen, I'm taking ownership as a child of God, as a woman of God, I'm taking ownership and we're going to do this faith walk. It might not be the easiest because we got to push through. We have to push through. But we all have that Holy Spirit inside of us that gives us the power to be strong. And then that's why we're here together in unity. That's why we're here um, 
me teaching, you guys, say, you know, saying, yes, I agree, or, you know, you guys put your comments in, because in unity, there's strength in numbers. Okay, what is trust? Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. And you're thinking, well, that's not me. I love the Lord. I'm saved. My, uh, you know, no, it says right here. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans. It didn't say, you know, a certain type of person. It just says if you're putting your trust in humans and you rely on human strength, their hearts are turned away from the Lord. So I don't want a heart that's turned away from the Lord. <laughs> My heart is towards the Lord. My heart is, I want to be like, like the Lord said about David, a man after my own heart. That's the kind of heart that I want to have. And that's the kind of heart you want to have. But if we're trying to figure out how to work it in the natural, who can help my situation? Who do I lean on? Who do I go for? Who do I pay? Who do I this to get help? Then we've now said, listen, Lord, thanks for trying, but I don't think you're helping me out. So I'm going to go to this counselor and I'm going to go to this counselor and I'm going to go to this therapist and oh wait, I'm going to read this book on 10 ways out of my obstacles and I'm going to, no, no. You have to put complete faith, which connects with trust, into your heavenly father. Because sometimes, because we live in this type of, of world of instant gratification, instant answers, instant deliveries, inst you know, everything's instant. All right, I just want to go, uh, I feel like ice cream. Okay, you go out your neighborhood, you're, the Publix is right, well, grocery store, I'm Publix, is right there on the corner of the street. Okay, I got it, boom, done. I'm sitting on the couch with ice cream five minutes later. Or there's Instacart. I don't even want to go out for ice cream. Can you please bring me my ice cream? So that is how we get, we, we get that in the natural and then we get so lazy in the supernatural. We're like, okay, I wanna Instacart my miracle. And if my, my miracle's not Instacarted, then I guess the Lord's busy. He's not answering me. I guess, you know, he has other things or, and then you start speaking doubt and unbelief. And it says, no, it is a fight of faith. Every day we put on our armor of God. Every day we put on the armor of God. And it says, in fact, to put on every piece. It's not choosing. It's no, we're not choosing what part we're supposed to put on. It says you put it on, you stand strong, and we're going to beat every fiery dart of the enemy. Okay? All right. So here's a few ways. I think I wrote down, is it seven, eight, seven. Okay, I'll go through them pretty fast. Ready? Ways to build your faith in God and trust him in everything. Of course, there's more than seven. But if you don't want to be here all day, then I'm going to give you seven. And then I'll let you go through the word of God to add more to the list. Because, <laughs> I mean, I could have kept going, but I also know you guys have things to do in the middle of the day. All right. Here's a way to build your faith. Dorothy said, this is what I need help on. This is what I'm working on, all right? So here are some ways, Dorothy. Remember God's faithfulness. 
Remember God's faithfulness. Okay, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great, I love that song. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I love that. Everything about our heavenly father is fresh, right? Daily bread, fresh mercies every morning. He does, he, he does not want to give you anything stale. He doesn't want to give you anything secondhand. He said, listen, great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Amen. It's one of my favorite songs. And if you need to go listen to it later, go listen to it later. But listen, get that in your spirit. His mercies never cease. We have to remember, you know, God, our Heavenly Father doesn't move away from us. It's us. It's us that moves. It's us that gets distant. It's us that takes a sidestep over. It's us that leaves and comes back, leaves and comes back. It's us. He is steadfast. He remains the same. He never changes. And he's right here. But this is us. Here's God. And then this is us. Okay. I'm on a kick. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm really close to God. All right, so a month goes by, and then what happens? Oh, okay, my mornings are busy now. I think I'm going to start doing the gym instead of reading my Bible in the morning because, you know, I need to get healthy and focused, and then dinner, and then school, and then, you know, the day ends. Okay, so here we are out here. Can you guys see this? So here we are out here now because we have all that stuff that's, that's been happening, okay? But then a revival service, right? Now our church has a revival service. Whoop, here we are, we're right back to God. Yeah, I feel the fire, fresh fire. Yeah, I have a spirit of faith, spirit of faith, spirit of faith. And then you're strong again, you're strong again. And then, oh, I got, okay, here comes, I don't feel so well. Okay, I, oh, I just got a bad report. Oh, okay, Lord, I'm praying for healing. I'm praying for healing. This is you, this is God. I'm praying for healing. Oh, I just don't see it yet. I just don't see Maybe he just, um, I don't know. He just, oh, I know what it is. It's a test. He's trying to, I'm trying to, so I can be stronger to know his, his will for me. I can be stronger to know his will for me. Okay, now we're over here again. Did God move? No, God didn't move. So we have to be steadfast. We have to be right here. Stay with our heavenly father. Don't let things move you. Don't let people talk you out of your ownership in the kingdom. Don't let people stray you away. Don't let people say something that gets you to veer off a little bit. Just a little, it just takes a little veering. And then all of a sudden, look, you're not straight anymore. Here's God. And, you're, and, now, you're, and now you're pointing this way, right? You're going this way now a little bit. You're, you were walking here. Now you got a lit, just a little turn in that wheel, and here you go. Now we're going this way. Oh, wait, where wait. Oh, no, wait, a Bible study started at my church. I'm going to be a part of it for like two weeks. Okay, we're here. Oh, no, now I'm busy again. I'm busy. And that's what we do. So he never moves. We move. And we're not going to let circumstances, no matter how bad, 
how terrible they might see seem in our natural eyes and our natural vision, we will not be moved. Okay, so ways to build your faith in God and trust him in everything. Remember God's faithfulness. Look for ways to, to, to trust God. By what? Prayer, seeking, seeking help, declaring his word. Remember the things he's done for you, right? Everyone on here that's watching, at some point in your life, at some point in your life, um, God's done something for you. Whether it's been a long time ago or whether it was yesterday or even this morning, everybody watching has had uh, God do something for them. So start speaking it. So I remember Jesus. You know, if I ever have an ailment in my body, there were some serious um, health complications that a few times in different years of my life that I went through that could have been bad for me now in my life. But God healed me from them all. So if I get anything like a cold or anything like something, I'm like that, Lord, you healed me from this lump in my throat that they thought was cancerous. Lord, you healed me from child rheumatoid arthritis when I was hutched over and then got to the point where my legs would give out and I couldn't even walk and my dad would have to carry me into a medical building. You healed me before they wanted to operate on me. You healed me before they wanted to stick a giant fat needle in my knee and take out liquid because they couldn't figure out why my joints were locking up. You healed me before. So why is it any different? You didn't move God. Your word is still the same today. So I bring all that stuff up. Lord, this is what you did for me. Lord, when I broke my foot, they told me eight weeks because I didn't want to cast and I wanted a boot because summer just started. Within the first week, every day I laid hands on it and my foot was miraculously healed. My bone put back together. I came home from my grandparents' house, got uh, x-ray done again. And he said, uh, your bone isn't See where right there in this x-ray where the crack was? There's no crack. See you later. Leave the crutches. And so he's done so much for me over the years. He's healed my body in other ways that you can't even talk me out of the topic of healing. And so I just bring it up. Lord, you're faithful then. You're faithful when I was 10. You're faithful when I was 16. You're faithful to heal me when I was 21. You know, just say things like that. Um, look for ways to trust God, pray, seek the Lord, um, and he'll move on your behalf because you're trusting him. Brag about his faithfulness. Brag about it. Okay. Number two, pray God's promises back to him. And I mean that in a way of praying his word back to him shows you a lot about. So praying his word back to him as you're praying, Declare what his word, Lord, you said in, oh, I got some in my eye. You said in Isaiah 41.10, fear not. You know, you said in this verse, uh, peace is mine. When I put on the mind of Christ, uh, you said in John 14.27, uh, you know, peace is a gift. The world can't take it away. You said uh, in Acts 10.38, Jesus went around healing all that were oppressed and doing good. He healed all. Lord, you still heal all. Give back his promises. He promised us freedom, right? He said, listen, take off a cloak of heaviness. I will give you 
I will give you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I will trade it. I will trade it. You take the, I'll take the heavy cloak, I'll give you joy. Right? It's just an even swap. There's nothing. He didn't say do 25 jumping jacks and 10 push-ups and say nine Hail Marys. He just said, here, boop, a divine exchange. So easy. We make it a big deal. We get worked up. We think everything is so grand and we got to do all this. No, it's literally, here, Lord, I can't take this anymore. Lord, I've, I've, I've lost control. My trust and faith is in your word alone. Here you go. Here you go. All right. So pray God's promises back to him. His word shows you it's in your best interest for you to pass through the circumstance. He doesn't want any of his children. He wants them all to pass through, pass through, keep on going, wave goodbye. As you're walking through, be a, um, a uh, what's like a pageant girl, seeing how much I know about pageant girls. <laughs> Natty, <laughs> princess, I don't know. Uh, homecoming queen, uh, you know, as you, you, you might be going through uh, the valley, just go, bye, I'm not staying, do your pretty wave like this, right? Knock it off, devil, I'm walking through. <laughs> you can fight a battle in glam with the spirit of faith. Sorry, can't touch me. I'm walking through. This is not my portion, not my story either. I don't care who's gone through it. This is not my story because that's what the word of God says. Okay, that, that's how we have to be. That's how we're going to be as women of God. All right, so pray God's promises back to him. All right, number three, um, ask Jesus to increase your faith. Ask Jesus to increase your faith. And so... I want to look it up here. I know I wrote it down in my iPad. But look at this. Even the disciples had asked the Lord. Now, he, <laughs> they were um, walking literally with the master. Okay? Like, could pinch Jesus and be like, you are real. <laughs> Followed him around everywhere. And yet, they still needed help. They still said, I need more faith. I need more faith. So look in, in Luke 17, 5. Uh, the apostles said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. The Lord answered. He didn't, He, you know, I, I think sometimes we... I maybe not ask the Lord or feel like he's busy or, you know, I don't know why we always tend to go outside of just asking the Lord. Listen, Lord, I need this. I need your help with this today. I need your healing. I need, you know what I mean? Because just like, you know, parents, we want to help our children. And, you know, I get it. There's not some of the best parents out there, but he makes up for that. And so, Look what he says. The Lord answered, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. 
Okay. So he just said, they said, listen, Lord, we need more faith. And he said, listen, here's an answer. It could be so small. Just believe, just speak, and it will obey you. So that's it. If there's, if you're lacking and say, listen, you know, I don't feel like I have that spirit of faith. I don't feel like I, 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 things happen when I say things. So you say, Lord, just like your word says in Luke 17, five, I'm like the disciples, Lord, increase my faith, increase my faith, help me, help me, give me strength to speak the right things, strength to believe. He only wants to see you do well. He only wants to see you take what's rightfully yours. He wants to see you on this earth better than ever. Not waiting till you get to heaven to feel your glory. Okay, number four, surrender your trust to God. Oh my gosh, the S word, surrender. That's a rough one. That's the one I was talking about, losing control. We have to surrender. What does it mean to surrender? When you surrender something, you give up. You're saying, I give up, right? When a, when a battle's happening um, and you have things going on and what is it? You wave the, I, I surrender. I, I can't do this anymore. I give up. I'm not, you know, so we have to do that with Jesus. We say, listen, I'm surrendering. I'm surrendering. I'm fully persuaded, Right? Is that what the Bible says about Abraham? It said what? He was fully persuaded, fully convinced. You have to be fully convinced in your God, fully convinced that what you, what you believe, what you're saying is going to come to pass. All right. If it didn't come to pass the first six months of this year. And what does that mean now? You're done. That's it. That's all you've got in you. You give up that easily. No, fully surrender to trust God. Self-reliance, I wrote, is a prime example of lacking in trust. Self-reliance. I said it earlier. Me, what can I do? What can I do? Who can I call? Who can I, you know, handle? Who can I get a hold of? Who, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? If you keep saying, what can I do about every situation, then you ha- it just goes to show us that your trust, you have not surrendered your trust to God. And yeah, there's certain situations that super suck. Not saying I've never not been in one. I'm not saying I, you know, being in the ministry, I deal with people all the time that have some really, 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 really terrible situations. That doesn't change your protocol. That doesn't change how you're supposed to be as a Christian. That doesn't change the word of God, period. It doesn't matter how tragic, how bad a situation is, that doesn't change. So we have to get rid of the self-reliance example because that's lacking trust in God. If you're not trusting God, then your faith is based on something else. It's one or the other. It's believe or don't believe. It's faith or doubt. There's no middle. There's no riding the fence. There's no in between. There's no, we know what James want, right? Back and forth, back and forth, wave, back and forth. And it says, you'll get nothing. 
I'm not going to work this hard. I'm not going to fight this hard. I'm not going to be a part of this army, and I'm not going to get what I'm fighting for. We're fighting to the death, okay? <laughs> the enemy, and I ain't going down, so knock it off. All right. So having faith in other things restricts the power of God in your life. Don't have faith in all the self-help books. Don't have more faith in a, in a, in a counselor or therapist than your God in the word of God. Don't have more faith in what man can do. We already learned that at the beginning of this broadcast, right? We, we're, we're, not, we're not that. We are not going to be self-reliant. We're surrendering our trust to God. That's right, Dorothy. She says, I choose to surrender. And that is so hard. It's not easy to let go. Seriously, it's especially with something that's supernatural and not like right in front of you. You know, it's hard enough to let go of things in the natural, right? So that's why mature Christians, Christians who stay close to God, Christians who stay in his presence, Christians that fill themselves with prayer and the word of God are not shaken when a tragedy happens, when news happens that's so horrific, when a report's given, when lies, when lies are told. We're not moved, okay? Number five, this one, most people think they don't operate in but the majority of people actually operate in. And it's remove prideful thinking. I get it. I know. No one likes to hear the word pride. They always like, I'm not prideful, you know, because you're not walking around like this all day long. This is what everyone only thinks pride is. Somebody who walks like this. Oh, you down there. I mean, that's it. That's just what, that's what everyone thinks pride, pride is, right? Yes. Ouch. Listen, everything I'm speaking, I work on too. And so you have to remove prideful thinking. Pride, what? Teaches us we have all the answers, right? It starts to shut down. It shuts down other people's voices that are trying to speak life into your situation shuts down the voice of God that's speaking to you and giving you wisdom. It shuts down that. It shuts down. Um, you end up believing the lie and you look to your own understanding more than God's truth. So what do we do? Let's do Psalms, what it says in Psalms 139. I love, I love these verses. Psalms 139, 23 through 24. Many of you know it. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. It's a clean out. It's a clean out. Because subconsciously, we can get into that point. And pride is a killer. Pride's nasty. Pride's, I don't need to listen to anybody. You think you don't need to listen to anybody. You think you're going to listen to God? You think if you're not going to listen to somebody who's in front of you, naturally speaking, you think during a tough situation that you're going to listen to someone you can't physically see? Good luck. (laughs) I love how everyone thinks, yeah, of course, yeah, no, no problem. Yeah, good luck. It's not going to happen. And if you are in that position 
that you can do everything, then you're saying, I'm better than you, God. I have all the answers. Wait a second. We're all like, hold on. That's, yeah. You have to think dramatically like that. If you're over there saying, like, you know, with your kids and protection and this and that, and it's like, you think God doesn't want your children protected? You think you can protect your children better than God can? No. He's going to speak to you. He's going to give you wisdom. Keep them from there. They can go there. That's not a good idea. And listen to them. Listen to God. Listen to him tell you those things. So we need to search me, oh God. Look at my heart. Is there anything that needs to be removed? Is there anything? Have I thought something? Have I not listened? Uh, Have I ignored leading? Have I, you know, and get that out. Get that out. People majority of people do not think they battle any bit of pride. They literally, like I told you, think it's only at the beginning. But I'm telling you, I meet so many people when they're going through a situation and you can't help them and you can't speak to them and you can't. And you want to know why? Because it's a roadblock. It's a literal wall of pride. And if you were to tell them that, they would think you're ridiculous. And it's like, no, I'm telling you right now, if you put that down, this is, this is something we can help you with, something we can tell you. The word of God will tell you and lead you. Okay, number six, call on the Holy Spirit. Call on the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is who? The Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. So when you get to that point where you're like, I feel low in faith, my trust is gone, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, this is a way to build your faith in God and trust Him in everything, is calling on the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. He is our helper. And And when you're happy and when you're sad, He's your helper when things are going great. He's your helper when things are not looking so great. He is your helper at all time, and we should call on him. Call on him, not just in in tragic situations, not just when you're at your lowest. Call on him when you're at your best. Thank him for being your guide. Thank him for speaking to you. Say, I will always listen to you, Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide me every day to make a right decision. Lead me and guide me to parent my children well. Lead me and guide me, Holy Spirit, to be the best wife that I can be. Lead me and guide me. Father God, in this ministry, as a pastor, over the the ones that you have, have given to us, Lord, use us, lead us, guide me, speak to me. And, and he will, not just when something, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Holy Spirit, what is going on? I need help. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Not just in panic mode. He doesn't want to hear from you in panic mode. Call upon the Holy Spirit. Okay, last one. Number seven, uh, remove obstacles of peace. Do not repeat. Do not allow. Now, obstacles aren't just things. It could be a person. Remove them if your peace is being stolen. I don't care who it is. I don't care, you know, I, I don't care if it's a person. If it's causing trouble. 
in your life. Bye for now. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I'm not praying for you. Doesn't mean I will never talk to you anymore, but you will not remain in this circle to steal my peace. And some people will like, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm going to block this person. There are some people, but some people deal with family members that are like that. And it's not so easy to get, you know, block them. And, you know, you're trying to not, you, you know, cut all conversation. That's okay. You can do certain things in moderation, but the moment I don't care who you are. And I mean that. Some people say, oh, no, that's different if it was so-and-so. No, 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 I mean what I say. They will be removed from my inner circle if my peace is destroyed. Because if that is an obstacle and that is taken away, then I've allowed that person to take a precious gift that Jesus has given to me. So look, Isaiah 26, 3. God promises. What did we talk about earlier? Saying our promises to God in prayer. God promises to keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Here is the secret to peace. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. God promises to keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. Mary Beth, I can read them all when I'm done. Because they trust in you. So what are we going to do? We pray for God's guidance. Um, We take him at his word. And his perfect peace will dominate your mind, resulting in the growth of where you're going. Peace is going to have to dominate your mind because there's a lot of mess out there. There's a lot of mess. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of whatever's going on out there. I don't want any part of it. And you have to have healthy boundaries with family members. You have to have healthy boundaries with friends. You You have to live in that healthy boundaries. It doesn't mean you don't love people. And, you know, you can cut people off out of the intimate part of your life. It doesn't mean, like I said, you, you don't honor, you know, there's, there's kids that can still honor their moms and dads, but if they're living like complete heathens or they're drug addicts or stuff like that, you're not going to allow that in your intimate part of your life, your circle. You're not gonna allow that. You can't allow that. You have to protect your peace. You have to protect your peace. All right. Um, So without faith, it's impossible to please God. We know that. Um, And so we're going to, Mary Beth, let me read them before I pray again. But we're going to get that. We're going to be, we're going to be built up. Women who live in faith and trust in situations that seem non-fixable, non-reversible. We're not going to allow things in the natural to move us, to steal our peace in our home, to steal our joy, to cause issues with other relationships. We're not going to allow that Um, because if it's happening, you've allowed it. I know that sucks to hear, but if it's happening, 
If that stuff, your peace is stolen, your joy is stolen, other relationships around you are on the rocks because of something else that's happening, you've allowed it. You've allowed it. You are in control of that situation. You're in control. Now, you let, you let your control go with faith and trust, but you are in control of those situations. Okay, number one was remember God's faithfulness. Number two, pray God's promises back to him. Number three, ask Jesus to increase your faith. Number four, surrender your trust to God. Number five, remove prideful thinking. Number six, call on the Holy Spirit. And number seven, remove any obstacles of peace. Remove any obstacles of peace. Nothing is worth having your peace stir in the pot. I'm telling you right now. That's one thing I am like serious on keeping straight. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for the women. Thank you for the ones watching today, for the ones that um, are listening on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that as we pray, then we're going to seek your word. Seek the faith that we need. Thank you, Lord, as we ask your help and provision to live faithful and pleasing lives. We want to have a heart turned towards you, Lord, a clean heart, a heart open to receive, a heart to, uh, just like David, a, a heart just after your heart, Father God. Thank you for imparting into our spirit faith. Thank you for giving us the word of God that gives us strength, that gives us the right words to say. Lord, I ask you to help our confession to line up with your word. Never stray, never wander, never go off, Lord, that we always have a mighty word in our mouth. Thank you, Jesus, for strength. Thank you for joy. Thank you for peace. Thank you for love. Thank you, Lord, that as you've commanded us in the Bible, that we are empowered to do your commands. Empowered, Lord. Empowered to receive the blessings, the favor that comes upon the obedient. Thank you, Jesus, for our family. Thank you for our marriages, for our children. I rebuke the devourer. We will not be devoured. Our, our, our children will not. Our husbands, our wives, our family, our grandparents, friends. They will not be eaten up by the destructions of this world. I command a mighty wall of protection around them. Lord, send somebody in their path to speak to them. Send somebody in their path to shake them up. Lord, I send the Holy Spirit now to arrest them, Lord. Thank you for lives changed. Thank you for a year of transformation like never before. For we look at the end of this year, we can sit back in total peace and a total spirit of fear, uh, of faith, a total spirit of joy, Lord, and say, it is marvelous in our eyes. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your word is yes and amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs>